Welcome to the Mom Circle Podcast, presented by Floyd Medical Center, a place for new moms, veteran moms, and moms-to-be to hear expert advice from experienced healthcare professionals. Here are your hosts, Dan Bevels and Jen Carroll. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Moms Circle podcast. I'm Dan Bevels, and I'm glad to be with you again and excited about today because I feel like I, I learn something every time uh, I join Jen Carroll. She is just a wealth of information, and each guest that we have on each month is as well, and this one will be no different, and we're going to jump into that in just a moment. But Jen, first, I just want to welcome you back and uh, hope you're doing well, and we're excited for another episode. Oh, I'm excited too, Dan. It's really great to have this opportunity to share evidence-based information with our moms. We just really want to be a place that moms can trust to get the information they need to provide that great care for their babies. I absolutely agree, and I think this is just a wonderful resource for them. And speaking of resources, another great one that's out there is our Moms Circle at Floyd Facebook group. Uh, so we encourage you, if you haven't already, to join that Facebook group because, just as I said, it's a great resource for information. But even more than that, it's become a support group so you can connect with other moms that may be experiencing the same types of things that you are and really support one another, uh, encourage one another, and uh, you know, have some questions answered possibly. I know that Jen and many of our experts here at Floyd spend a lot of time in that group answering questions as well. So if you haven't already, that's Mom's Circle Floyd on Facebook. We encourage you to join that group. And then also, uh, we want to be a resource for you here. So if you have questions about a topic that's been on the podcast, if you have a suggestion for an upcoming podcast, or if um, you just have a general question, maybe not even related to one of our topics, we encourage you to email us at momscircle at floyd.org. That's momscircle at floyd.org. And as a matter of fact, Jen, before we get started on the topic, I'll throw one out there for you, uh, a question that we have. Uh, Can you hold a baby too much? Is that possible? This is a really common question, Dan. And, you know, it's it's based in some folklore, actually, that used to say that you, if you had a baby too much, that you would spoil the baby and that that baby would just want to be held all the time. Well, I'm here to um, give you the facts on that, and the facts are, through scientific research, we have learned that actually it is impossible to spoil a newborn baby. When babies are born, they have been inside mom, and they have been held for nine months of development. So actually, the transition from within mom to our big outside spacious world is quite a significant transition. And neurologically, our newborns are not fully mature yet. You know, our babies can't get up and walk and they don't talk. And there's a lot of things they can't do. So they're still neurologically developing. And what research shows us is that actually babies who are responded to within 90 seconds of voicing, usually through crying, no, fussing, trying to get attention, and are responded to and held, cry less later than babies who are just left and not responded to. One of the reasons for that is that babies very early learn that their needs are met better needs are not going to be met so that they will fuss longer, cry harder, 
and be unhappy. So it's really important for moms and dads to know that these new babies in these first months of life cannot be spoiled. You just enjoy them, hold them as much as you want. The time for um, the the developmental time for them to learn that it's safe to be away from mom will happen as they grow. And then you'll get the opportunity to parent them and teach them for years to come. But when they're infants, be comfortable holding and nurturing your baby. That's great advice, Jen. And if I could just add, again, dads, this is a great opportunity for you to bond with that baby as yeah. well. And and also to give mom a break because we know that uh, particularly, uh, you know, in that in those first few months, in the first year, moms are working so hard around the clock to care for that baby very often. And, um, and she needs a break. And also it creates this great bonding time for us as dads as well and uh, and provides that connection so Jen if i if i could offer that i just think it's a great chance for a dad to step in and uh, thank you and, dan absolutely and i so appreciate that oh my goodness yes again we always promote the teamwork mom and partner babies need that male influence of holding that baby they they respond differently to the male than they do to the female because men's hands are bigger and the way they handle babies is differently. It's a good thing. That's a good thing, mom. So let's encourage that. And Dan, thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. Well, certainly. And I just know how important that was in my own life when, uh, when our girls were smaller, it was just a wonderful opportunity for me to connect as a dad. So I can't encourage it enough. It's great for the baby and it's great for you as a dad as well. Yeah. Jen, let's jump into our topic for today. I know we have another Floyd expert on the line with us. I'll let you introduce Laura and jump right in. Yes, we have the famous Laura Harper with us today. Many of you moms are familiar with Laura because you met her um, while you were in hospital. Um, Laura is one of our lactation consultants. Laura is a an RN and has her Bachelor of Science in Nursing as well as being a board-certified lactation consultant. Laura has had the, the joy of raising two boys, uh, her and her hubby, and she has a special dog in her life named Belle. So we are delighted to have Laura. We are so thankful for her and she is such a vital part of our team here at Floyd. Today, Laura is going to be jumping into the topic of pumping or expressing milk for our breastfeeding moms. And there's so much information out there, and Laura's going to help us make sense of all of it today. So, Laura, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Let's just jump right in here and let's talk about mom's had the baby and she's coming home from the hospital those first three weeks at home. What are we looking at in those first three weeks? Um, well, becoming a new mother for most of us and for most new moms is, is quite a huge life change. Um, people are getting used to their baby. They're learning to breastfeed. Um, they're oftentimes, um, you know, learning to sleep when that baby sleeps and just kind of get into a whole new routine and a whole new shift um, of managing a, a new baby. 
for many, many women, that time home is also spent worrying about going back to work. A lot of moms, yeah. probably one of the most common questions I hear from new mothers to the extent that we talk about how breastfeeding looks different to many people. Um, it can be direct breastfeeding. It can be pumping. So, you know, we just encourage moms to really take some time at home those first several weeks and just try to recover from birth and get to know their baby and learn to breastfeed, knowing that we are going to help you navigate pumping when it's time to start pumping. Okay, so you know, Laura, I hear this as well, especially um, in our breastfeeding classes, mothers who know that they have to return to work have this anxiety about it, and they will even ask me, should I start pumping before I deliver? So that actually is is a trend that we see um, of moms who, you know, you make colostrum during your pregnancy. So many women and a lot of information on, on social media, which is, is actually has some evidence behind it in terms of research to pump a little bit before you deliver your baby, but that's not the kind of pumping that we would do to start saving milk for return to work. That would be more maybe expressing a little bit of colostrum and saving that in syringes and bringing those to the hospital. Um, but we actually could help do a whole nother podcast on, on that, on your colostrum during your pregnancy. Okay, so these moms who are worried about returning to work, that is a separate thing. They don't need to be pumping before they even go into labor and stuff like that to, to make a stash before they even deliver. No. Um, in fact, pumping before a delivery could actually cause early labor, which we want to avoid. Unless you know you're going to have a high-risk or a preterm delivery, and you are leaking a lot of colostrum, and some women will actually collect some of that colostrum just by some gentle hand expression um, so that they have that, that colostrum before the pregnancy, before the birth. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say that is in the first three weeks, you're not saying, hey, get those pumps out as soon as you get home and start pumping. You're saying, enjoy your baby. Enjoy being a mom. Yes. Um, in fact, oftentimes those first several weeks at home are filled with, you know, sleepless nights and sore, sore nipples and a new milk supply and um, learning, learning still how to breastfeed. Oftentimes it really is about six to 12 weeks before we come, become 100% comfortable breastfeeding our new baby and learning those, those new, um, just how to read our baby. So you've all heard because we, we see it on social media of a super, a super pumping mama. And I just really encourage, encourage mamas not to be that super pumping mama because that in and of itself, not only does it take you away from that precious time with your baby, um, if you're pumping and nursing and pumping and nursing, but it um, can also create a lot of um, other risks, believe it or not. It sounds like it's a great thing to have a big supply, but you can create a lot of discomfort and risks like engorgement and um, mastitis, plugged ducts. If you are a super pumping mama, we, we, 
we will talk to you about that and we'll get you so that you are not stressed out about how much milk you need to pump. But that is just one thing I would encourage is, is when you're home with your baby, um, really spend some time resting and taking a walk and, and having some time with your family. Um, enjoying your time at home. Try not to stress about pumping and returning to work. That's what we're here for. We're going to help you navigate all of that. Okay, so let's say you're at three weeks. And, again, I want to affirm about this super pumper. I mean, I have seen people post online where they have a whole freezer full of milk, and it's like, oh, my goodness, how in the world did she have time to do all that? You know, like, who's been holding the baby for the last three weeks, you know? So... Um, I, I just, yeah, you're missing out on those precious and never to return first days of your baby's life. So just enjoy them. But let's say you're further along and you're now seeing that date that you're going to have to um, put your baby with a caregiver and begin to prepare for that how do you get ready to pump? How do you get ready to start this process? Okay, and that's a great question. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to say great job, Mama, because you're planning ahead. Um, so many um, of us, before we even give birth, we have our double electric pump that we received through insurance um, and that we are thinking about using and um, that date, we're going to look at that date on the calendar. Many, many moms, for many moms, it's around 12 weeks that they return to work. Now, for others, it might be sooner. Um, so I encourage you to look at your calendar, you know, come to terms with that date. Um, if it's, for example, if you're going back to work at nine weeks, you can actually not start pumping until about three weeks before you go back to work at nine weeks. So the three-week mark doesn't necessarily mean you have to start pumping at three weeks, but it can. But three weeks is a is a is a kind of an average time when mamas may start to pump. But if you're going back to work at nine weeks, honestly, we I'm going to tell you how you can have enough milk um, and a, a good schedule before you go back to work by by just starting to pump three weeks before your return to work date. Okay, so there is a plan. And also, this is something that you do here in the in the office, in the clinic. You have moms come in. They know they're going to be returning to work. And you're ready for them to come in, meet with you, look at the schedule, and have a plan, plan help them plan this out so it's no stress for anybody, the baby, the mommy, that, that, that they have it all organized, Right. Yes, we are here to help everyone along the way. And, and that, that's a, such a good thing to bring up because, um, you know, a lot of people in that first couple of weeks, they do come to see us, you know. And I just want to speak, you know, if you are, if you're having any issues with breastfeeding early on, um, um, get those worked out first. Let's meet, let's get together, let's work. So many things with breastfeeding just require a little support and a little tweaking to fix those sore nipples or, um, you know, just all of the engorgement or just questions. Um, come see us and get all those little kinks worked out. Get comfortable. And then when you are getting ready to go back to work, you are in a, in a good spot. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to plan ahead and be able to store milk or get into a system where mom can express milk and then have an adequate supply to leave with the caregiver when she has to be away from her baby. Right. So there's a couple of things that if a mom is asking me, you know, hey, I'm going to go back to work and I really am really stressed about this and I want to know what I need to do and do I need to start pumping. So to give you a little scenario, which is going to just be a a guideline because everybody, as we know, may have a little bit different situation. Um, You know, look at your work schedule, you know, and, and I might just add right now, many very determined moms may go talk to their employer and say, hey, can I come back midweek? Can I come back at the end of the week? Um, may I come back part-time even or, you know, just slowly work back up? Those are things to think about. Um, even taking a little bit more time off um, from than you anticipated to begin with, only because it does you've got to recover from birth and, and sort of learn your baby. But again, those are only guidelines for some women that is not an option and we have to get back to work. And so, for example, if we're going to go back to work at nine weeks, you're going to come see me. I would say, you know, let's go back and let's just count back and say from three weeks from when you're going to go back to work, if you pump once a day and save about two ounces of milk by the time you go back to work, you are going to have about 24 to 30 ounces of milk in your fridge or your freezer. And 24 to 30 ounces of milk is how much a baby needs in about a 24-hour period to grow and thrive from the time they're one month old till the time that they are six months old. And and again, that's 24 hours. So that's not going to be how much milk your baby even needs during the day. But it's a good place to start. It's a good goal to have. And when you kind of spell it out like that, where you're like, okay, this is doable. I can I can pump once a day. Um, oftentimes in the morning, mamas will see that that's when they have a, lo- a lot of extra milk in general. Um, when we wake up in the morning, we, we, it's the time of day that most of us make mo- a lot of milk. So you may find that after your morning feeding, when it's time for you to start pumping and you're gonna you're ready to do this and you've gotten your pump all set up, um, you breastfeed, make sure your baby gets a good feeding and that he's satisfied and done. And then um, you sit down, rest, get something to drink, take about 15 to 30 minutes to rest, and then you're gonna do your first pumping session. Now, remember you've already nursed your baby. And therefore, you are probably not going to pump a lot of milk initially, and that is absolutely okay. So say you pump one ounce of milk, and then you put it away. You might find, okay, the next day when I pump, I may pump a little bit more milk. And the next day, you might find that you pump a little more milk if you're pumping in that same time every day. You may also decide... Oh, my goodness, I pumped two or three ounces after I nursed my baby in the morning. And then you'd be very happy and just go ahead and put that milk away. Um, recommend that, that you do that in about two or three ounce increments in freezer bags. And you are on your way to collecting the amount of milk that you're going to need. Well, this is so helpful, Laura, because many people just feel overwhelmed with the concept of having to pump or express milk. And they 
um, you've broken it down so it's just like very reasonable and it's something that is not going to be so dramatic for right. the mom and also not dramatic for the baby. So it's it's a really great system. I love how you've explained that. Now, there is a question that I have that many moms will ask, and that is, is there something I can eat or drink to increase my milk supply when I start pumping? Yes, there are. There are getting rest. And making sure that you are drinking enough water or just any beverage. It doesn't have to be water. Just make sure you're hydrated. When you're a nursing mother, you should try to eat an additional 500 calories per day. And a really good nutritional vitamin can also help. And honestly, nursing on cue in those first three to six weeks is the most important thing to do um, to make a lot of milk. There are foods and herbs that have been shown to increase an already existing milk supply, and that would be something that you could talk to your lactation consultant about. But the most important thing is honestly knowing that you don't have to be that super pumping mama. You don't have to pump four and five and six ounces every time. Most babies will drink between three to five ounces when they are taking milk from a bottle. And that, we'll talk about paste bottle feeding and talking to your child care provider um, at another time. That is so important to talk about babies and bottles and going, you know, and really getting set up with your child care provider on another podcast. But just knowing that taking good care of yourself and nursing your baby early and often is really the most important thing to, to do. Wow. Well, I just so appreciate you taking this topic, which is often daunting to moms, and bringing it down to a very practical, step-by-step, doable bite that we can take, you know, out of the, out of the um, big job of being a mom and making sure that everything is still going smoothly as we plan to return to work. So, Laura, this is so helpful, and I appreciate you joining us today and giving us these guidelines and tips for being successful with pumping when we know we're having to return to work. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it very much, and we are here for you, Mamas. Come see us. I just can't tell you, Moms, how much I appreciate our lactation team And they do a great job not only in the hospital, but following up and being available for moms whenever you have a need. So be sure to reach out and get the support that you need from these um, amazing ladies. Thanks again, Laura. Thank you so much, Jen. And we love you and we appreciate you. Laura, Jen mentioned um, just encouraging folks to reach out. How could someone get in touch with you if they have questions about this topic or others? Thank you. That is such a great question. So Monday through Friday, you can call Floyd Lactation and Childbirth. We have a really great office and a wonderful manager named Jennifer Talley, and her number is 706-509-6538. And after hours, we have a little question hotline, and that is 706-509-6555. 
Coming to see us is considered preventative care, which means there is no cost to the patient, and we are here to support you all the way through your first year of your new baby or in, and beyond, honestly. Great information, Laura. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Jen, another uh, fantastic episode, and I know we're going to have Laura on again soon to uh, to cover other topics uh, that um, right. that will be enlightening. So we look forward to that. And again, just want to encourage folks, if you have questions about this topic or others, you could reach out to Laura. You can also email us here at momscircle at floyd.org, and we'll respond to those. And we may even ask you a question as part of the podcast as well. So we encourage you to do that. Jen, thanks so much again. We look forward to talking to you again on our next episode. Okay, Dan, looking forward to it. And thank you all for joining us. And until we talk to you again, be safe and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on the Mom Circle Podcast. Be sure to join our Mom Circle Facebook group for more conversation between Floyd's experts and moms like you. And if you have any questions about today's podcast or would like to suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, email us at momcircle@floyd.org. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to download the My Floyd Baby app for a personalized health news feed for every member of your family. You can find the app at floyd.org baby or in your app store. Thanks for joining us.